Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said Today, launch day, secretly being recorded before launch day. So assuming the world hasn't ended, it is officially January 11th, 2017. And today all the things are available. I have a new website, kristenkelp.com. Kristen is spelled with an E. Uh, I have two new books available, Calling to the Deep and Introverts at Work, which were programs from the past that have been retooled, remade, revised, and put into the Amazon uh, in book form. And I have the the new workshop, Brave, available. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later in this podcast. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to take you back to the part before I knew that this would be what was happening today. So I want to tell you how this day came to be, and I've been saving this since July for you, and it's January. Do you know how long that is in Kristen time? So long. <laughs> so this is the story. The clouds are miles thick. My voice is squeaky and ugly in that way it gets before I cry, and I say, I just, I think my work doesn't matter to anyone, and my voice is soft with tears. Wait. Ron pauses me there, halfway through my opening sentence, to say that without my work, he and his wife wouldn't be doing what they're doing. He tells me that even though we hadn't met until 48 hours before, that he counts me as a rich blessing in his life, and that I've done more to change his life and his family's lives than I can possibly imagine. Before I can stop it, that sentiment rolls around the porch, and everyone is nodding, telling their stories about me, tears leaking from their eyeballs, and a wash in love. This should be a redemptive moment. Oh yes, of course, my work matters. This is not a redemptive moment. I know that on the other side of those kind words, there's a new challenge lurking, and it is far bigger than anything I have done before. I don't want to rest in these words or even believe them because I know that they're only setting me up for the big scary thing that comes next. The afternoon unfolds. Nick points out that I've been hauling around a big pink Cadillac that used to run really well, but now it's broken down and I just drag it around by a rope and resent the shit out of it and vaguely ask people if they want to see it. But I don't care about the Cadillac. I don't want them to see it or care about it or ask about it. I want to tow the Cadillac to a cliff and throw it over. Yes, I whisper. Yeah, that's, that's true. 
The Cadillac is rusted and smells funny, like garbage left in the back seat after one too many late-night fast food runs. It's lost its transmission, and it's kind of terrible, but it's all I have. The words stop. I don't know how to explain the weight of having gone for it, of having seen and then created something that left me physically, emotionally, and financially bereft. One three-day event cost me forty-three grand in debt, my marriage unraveled as it was coming to fruition, and I lost all the momentum I'd worked so hard to earn for the five years preceding it. As tragedies go, it wasn't brain cancer or an untimely death, but it was a shit ton of financial pressure, the ongoing panic of debt, and a divorce. Not too shabby, huh? I don't have the energy to say the next words. I'm scared to try again. Scared to bring something new into the world, only to have a tidal wave level everything I thought could work, leaving a wake that takes years to pull myself out of again. Mostly I'm scared of that word again. I feel arms around me, deep breaths steadying me so I can say those things. I'm scared. I'm so scared. I can't breathe. I can't do that again. I can't. What if you don't have to do that again? What if that's done? They ask. I shake my head. There are tears streaming down my face. I don't know. I don't know how it will be if it doesn't fail, if I don't lose, if it goes according to some sort of plan that doesn't mean I come up as a failure in the final score. Morgan throws around profity type words and spiritual titles that feel close but not perfect and exactly too big, like wearing my dad's boots felt at age three. I don't want to be a shaman goddess. I also don't want to be a prophetess. I just want to stop hauling the Cadillac around and see what happens next. I look around the circle and see love reflected in so many faces, each one present and feeling and lit up with the goodness we seek in humanity, but only find when we stop watching the news and start looking each other in the eyes. Bear points out that the sun has come out while my tears are drying. We hug, my eyes still streaming steadily. Nick pulls me into the other room and is ferocious with the feelings that need to go, helping me put it all down, the fear, the bitterness, the resentment, the untold anger at the ways life didn't turn out, the betrayal of my own vision, the lost relationships, the ways I thought I could do better and didn't, the people I've used as placeholders for hate, the tired dregs of fear that haunt me like ghosts when I have the audacity to even think about starting something new. I lean on those shoulders and fall completely, utterly apart. We are in the middle of the dining room and my snot is running everywhere. That beloved voice rubbing my back and saying, it's going to be okay, over and over and over again. I cry for what feels like years. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe until suddenly I can. I can let this thing I've made go. I can put down the fear and resentment and all the baggage that's been so heavy for so long. I can begin again. So this, today, officially, after much fanfare and shit tons of work, is the day that I begin again, and you're invited, and I have so much goodness for you. So, like I said, Calling to the Deep, Business as a Spiritual Practice, book available on Amazon, less than 20 bucks. Introverts at Work, Marketing and Sales uh, Practices for Quiet Entrepreneurs, again, less than 20 bucks on Amazon, 
bada-bing, bada-boom. I've got three dominatrixing spots. If you're unfamiliar, those are my business coaching spots that we start in February. I'm doing them in a four-week intensive. There are three available, and that's available at kristenkelp.com slash dominatrix. You have to email me to talk to me about that, though, so email me. And then I have the Brave Workshop because if there's anything that I know about life in the last two and a half years, it's that I have learned to be every kind of brave. And I'm going to tell you the kinds of brave there are. And you can check in and see where you're brave. And then we can talk about it. But this event came to me way after sabbatical and way after I was like, I'm never going to come up with an idea ever again. And then I was like, oh, well, what if I get people in a room together and we agree that I don't necessarily have all the answers, but that I am good at creating dialogue and creating moments between people and helping people be seen? And why don't we put it in Laguna Beach, California, because it's beautiful and stunning And why don't we encourage everyone to buy peach muffins from the Orange Inn? And why don't we have an opening night at uh, Wahoo's Fish Tacos? And why don't we go on a whale watch when the whole thing's done? And it began there. And the material that I want to talk about is just all the ways that we have to be brave. And that brave is not a feeling that you have just once. And it's not something that's for the select few. Brave is this practice and this habit and this muscle that you practice all the time in all these different ways. So there are eight kinds of brave. Here they are. First is boundary brave. This is the beginning of all the other braves. And this means that you're fine-tuning the choices regarding what to let into and to keep out of your life. This is the first and hardest kind of bravery because it means saying no to all the things that take up emotional or physical space but that don't light you up. What if you were relentless about picking the friends, family members, or clients you let into your life? What if you unfollowed, unsubscribed, and ignored every message, product, and person that doesn't make your heart whisper a hearty, fuck yeah? And then once you've started to work on that, or even consider that that's a possibility, there's going to be other stuff that gets harder every time. This is sense of self brave. So your brain tells you that it's easier to shut in, to shut down and to blend in than to risk being too much. Whether you have too many feelings or you're too soft or too loud or too needy or too wordy or too quiet or too weird, letting yourself be yourself on a regular basis is one of the key braves that leads to all the other braves. They're like a pyramid. What if you could let your own self, your deepest self, out to play instead of finding really fucking intricate ways to hide? What if you treated yourself as if you actually matter instead of settling for second best or okay or that'll do in your life? And please note, I don't have any answers to these questions. I don't know. Maybe you've got this shit on lock and these questions are not interesting to you and then brave is not the thing for you. But my sense is that we could all use a little help in these departments and we could all use support in these departments. Next up is feelings brave. Those moments when you feel one thing and you pretend that you're feeling another and you're really quick to hide your true feelings behind, I'm fine, I'm fine. And nobody believes you, but we kind of let you get away with it. What if you told the truth about what you're feeling to yourself and to your loved ones and even to strangers on the internet whom you've never met? And then again to yourself. What if you let yourself feel everything? Communication brave. When peeps meet me, 
the best thing they can say is you're exactly like I imagined because it means that I've been accurately conveying who I am in my communication and in my writing and in things like this podcast. You can do that too. It requires being communication brave. What if you expressed exactly who you are and what you believe to the world at large? Now, you don't have to go from nothing to displaying your love of Donald Trump by putting the the money train on your front porch in, like, big, bold letters or whatever is going to happen. But you can, there's a spectrum, and you can move along that spectrum toward brave at any time that you want. And then there are ways that you can be brave that you don't even have on your radar right now. And one of them is possibility brave. So there's this point when you start to daydream or when I ask you these questions about imagining a bigger or a different reality, when reality with a capital R comes smacking its way in and it shuts you down because what you want or what you're even considering wanting is too impractical or too expensive or too time-consuming or too hard. But what if you were possibility brave? What if it could go perfectly? Whatever it is, whether it's an event or a relationship, a business issue, a personal issue, or a career obstacle, how would it go? And you could totally pause and scribble as much as you would like because that's being brave. Instead of saying, my life has to be exactly this way, in exactly this order for the next six months or next three years or next seven weeks or whatever, you can make it different. And you have to be able to see that first, which requires being possibility brave. Number six is connection brave, and that's being fully vulnerable. Because according to the Brene Brown, not even me, just damn it, Brene, vulnerability is our ultimate measure of courage. So how can you be vulnerable with yourself and intimate with yourself first and then vulnerable with other people? What would you do if you stopped believing you were broken? Who would you be if you let yourself be seen? Be seen in your business, be seen in your job, be seen by your partner, be seen by your kids, be seen by your family members. Who would you be if you let yourself be seen? Because all of us are, again, somewhere on this spectrum between completely shut down and completely, totally brave. And at the totally, completely brave front, we just, like, drive our motorcycles off of cliffs with no fear whatsoever. And that's not healthy. And at the completely shut down point, we don't do anything that's brave ever. We just kind of give up. And we can all move on the spectrum toward being more brave. The seventh kind of brave is calendar brave. So it's thrilling and lovely and wonderful to be all motivated and stirred up in a, in a situation where, where there are other people like you. But how do you take those insights and translate them into everyday life? That is when you work new ideas and new possibilities into your calendar in very practical, tangible ways. So in everyday ways, like every day I need to drink more water because it means that my brain can be brave. And in really big ways too, like um, I'm going to have that book proposal finished by April 1st at noon. So at the Brave event, we're going to go through your calendar for the next six months and layer in travel and projects and those small, quiet things that call fuck yeah to you instead of slathering on obligation and resentment and those heavy feelings of dread and doom and, oh, God, I have to do this. And then finally, there's the Daily Brave, which is 
before we get to the event and at the event, there are these tiny muscles and habits that you can form that mean that you're being brave every day instead of in these big, giant impulses. And that you're treating brave as a habit and as a practice, not as an emotion that you just expect to strike and then you will do amazing things. So I have a bunch of questions to ask you about what it means to be brave and how to be brave and what it looks like to be brave in your life. Those are the eight kinds of brave. We're going to be all of them together in Laguna. You can check it out at kristenkelp.com slash brave, the event. Early bird pricing is available. You can put $69 down just because it's funny and, uh, and save your spot. And um, I want you to go read more about it because it's amazing and wonderful. But I also want to share a, um, a poem with you. This is the, the basis of when I decided that I was going to make a new thing, I decided I would build it on this. Um, this is like part poem, part prayer. Um, and this is the first bedrock keystone piece um, of everything that I've built over the last couple of months that I can't wait for you to see. This is called Invocation. Help me breathe life into the space between who I am and who I'm becoming. Help me transcend the path that is merely obvious for the one unfolding through the things I can't not do. Help me choose to follow those breadcrumbs and in the process to make something solid in the soul, something lasting, something holy. Help us breathe life into the space between who we are and who we're becoming. Help us transcend the path that is merely obvious for the path calling to us through the things we can't not do. Help us choose to follow those breadcrumbs and in the process to make something solid in the soul, something lasting, something holy. Thank you so much for listening. If you pick up a copy of Introverts at Work, use the hashtag Introverts at Work. Calling to the Deep is hashtag Calling to the Deep. And all things Brave related, especially if you would like to win a seat to Brave, uh, the hashtag is KKBrave like KK, like my initials, and then Brave. Um, Tell me why you want to win. Tell me what's cool. Um, Share it with your peeps on the social medias. Uh, Each use of that hashtag is a reason for me to see you and to enter you in the contest to win a seat to Brave in April in Laguna. And the details are at kristenkelp.com slash brave. So hashtag KK Brave. Talk to me. Play with me. Um... Go check out the new the new website. It feels like a fucking fantastic new like little hotel full of articles and treats that I've made for you. So um, please go see it. I hope you love it. Um, please, please, please enjoy all the stuff that I've made for you. And there is uh, the first copy of Fuck Yeah magazine is available for download um, just on the site at kristenkelp.com I've laced it with all the love I can in like teeny tiny fuck yeah magazine form Um, and the first episode theme is brave so we dive more into each of these eight kinds of brave and we do um, a whole lot of like really beautiful gorgeous question asking and there are poems and treats and um, I just just go see it so kristenkelp.com grab fuck yeah magazine check out brave um, let me know how I'm doing Thank you so much for listening and for making it this far with me. And should you choose to share to win a contest or to win a seat to Brave, it's hashtag KKBrave. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And I will see you next week. 
Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.